Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this final edition of Tour Talk for 2022. We just finished up a fantastic, fun event in Orlando, the PNC Championship. It was great fun to be out there walking the golf course, watching all these pros tee it up with their with their dads and their kids and where else but golf could you have a player who was 11 years old and a player yes Gary Player at 87 and to talk all about it Bob Herrig from SI.com hey Bob hello there thank you love that tournament we're getting to just see yeah, just this this tournament expand and be more fun. Annika played with her 11-year-old son, Will. Of course, Tiger and Charlie. And you had um, Matt Kuchar and his son and his dad on the bag. Uh, you know, anybody who watches this tournament, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Sort of makes you wonder why they don't expand it a little bit. You know? I mean, yeah. There's there's guys, there's, there's more major champions. Um then there are spots, you know, you know, guys who would bring a, or, or women who would bring a family member along. Uh, it's um, it's it's pretty popular. It's it's uh, uh, and and obviously Tiger and Charlie have have brought a little oomph to it here um, lately, and um, for all all for the good, right? Because what it does then is it brings your eyeballs to these other people. You know, you see Lee Trevino and. And, and as you said, Gary Player and VJ Singh won, and I, you know, I didn't realize that he, had, him and his son, had been playing it for 16 years. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I mean, so yeah, it's a really cool event, and you know, I'm I'm the first one who's very kind of cynical about all the golf. Um, that you keeps know, going I, and going. Yeah, it just never really ends. But I mean, that's I don't know when else you could play that one and have it work. Um, and get people, but it's it's really it's really neat. And um, uh, so yeah, and uh, you know the kids who who get interviewed, and some of them you know have some really funny things to say. And and uh, yeah, I uh, I think they've got a good thing going there. I mean, I heard the story again last week. You know, sort of the baby of of that, uh, or you know, the, the tournament is his baby is Alistair Johnston, who you know for a long time. Was sort of Arnold Palmer's, you know, confidant manager. He worked at IMG and it's been around for a long time. And and the tournament was sort of, you know, I guess his brainchild, and and he nurtured it along. You know, there was a there was a period there for for a couple of years where it wasn't played. You know, and right. uh, they missed it. I think two or three straight years. But way back. You know, obviously IMG used to represent Tiger. When Tiger won the Masters in 97 for the first time at age 21, a few weeks later, Alistair Johnson made the point to tell Tiger, you've now qualified for the father-son. That's what it was called then. Right. But, I mean, you know, and look at all these years later, what a boost Tiger's giving it. Who would have ever dreamed, right? Absolutely. Um, It was – Really fun too to to watch he and Charlie, uh, particularly in their press conferences. You know, last year, really the first two years, Charlie was the story, yeah. right? And and I mean, Padre Carrington had the great line, you know, for probably for the first time ever, 
that I've played in a golf tournament with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is not the story. It's Charlie. Right. And, you know, he was really good last year when Tiger, um, you know, they finished second last year, and Tiger was, oh, I mean, it was just a miracle he was out there, right? So at this time, you know, Charlie's banged up. He had that bad ankle, and on Saturday especially, he was struggling to hit the ball. He was much better Sunday. But, you know, they shot 59 despite it, and it was mostly due to Tiger. Tiger played great Saturday, and, you know, Charlie made the great line. He had the great line afterward. Yeah, you know, um, you know, my, my, my dad really had to carry me today. <laughs> and it was just so cute because, you know, who else could talk about the greatest player in the world like it was like some shock? Right. He's, he was going to have to carry me. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's really And great. then, of course, on Sunday he said, he said the thing about, you know, asked, somebody asked him about, about how Tiger played, and he said, look, you know, he, I thought he did really well, but, you know, it, 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 it kind of surprised me because he hasn't been playing. You know, he, that, that's the best he's played in a long time. <laughs> and Tiger chimed in, "Yeah, I used to be used to be great or whatever." So yeah, it was good. It was um, it was great that Tiger let him talk, and um, you know this was a big deal for Tiger to let him out in public playing golf like that. It brings some some probably some unwanted attention and maybe some over analyzing, but I think for the most part it's all good. And uh, you know it was it was. Uh, you know, they had, a, I'd, I'd say, another fairly successful weekend. The Dailies defending their PNC championship, and uh, John Sr., uh, due to have knee surgery, I believe, today, he was he was limping around a little bit, um, and uh, they made a run on Sunday. Just, you know, it, it, it shows you, you know, uh, these, these guys, they're competitors, um, and, uh, you know, they want to, they want to go out there and win, and and no more so than uh, JT and his dad, who uh, uh, you know won a couple years ago and famously showed up with their um, you know championship belts at Christmas dinner at the Woods House. <laughs> yeah, some good some good little trash talking going on. Um, and Charlie, I guess, left uh, JT a note in the fairway. Um, on Sunday when Tiger ripped it past him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And, you know, listen, that's kind of, you know, the interesting little takeaway. You know, Tiger, Tiger was striping it off the tee. You know, I mean, he got it out there past JT and, and uh, has plenty of ball speed and plenty of swing speed, frankly. You know, we all know the the other limitations. You know, he, he can't get to the ball, but he can sure hit it still. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great fun, and I would have to say, the player that stole the show this year was Annika Sosan. Will teeing it up, the youngest at eleven. This kid's got a lot of moxie. He's adorable and has a just a you know megawatt smile. Played pretty well too. Yeah. Didn't seem all that bothered by by the crowds and, um, and yeah, he, was, was, he was he was dissing on mom's putting a little too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny when the kids take the shots at the parents, you know. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I remember last year Henrik Stenson's 
son was hilarious in a pre-tournament thing where, you know, they asked him his, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you think are your chances? And he said, well, the way my dad's playing, not very good. <laughs> and it was just <laughs> comical, you know? So, um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's just a great part of it. So it is, you know, it is be cool to see them expand it a little bit. How know? do they, like, how do they extend the invitations now? How does that work? Yeah, that's a good question. My guess is it's based on star power. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you've got to have won a major or the players. That's how Kuchar's in it. And, you know, there's people who who play in it or who don't get to play in it who want to. You know, there's other major champions out there you could, you know, think about who weren't there. Sure. Uh, that, that, might, that might easily qualify, you know, to, to be part of it if they wanted to be. So... Um, I'm not exactly sure how they decide, you know, and clearly, you know, if Tiger hadn't played, they had, there was going to be somebody else that was going to be in there. I think it's it's probably it's probably gotten a bit competitive. It makes you wonder, you know, maybe just I wonder if they would consider upping it to 25 teams, Yeah. you know, uh, which is 50 players. And, uh, um, it lets you know, the fans I, really see a side of the players, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that that's, their life outside the ropes, right? Um, yeah. So, breaking news yesterday. <laughs> yes, we're still breaking news. Uh, Ten days out from the end of the year. And that was uh, that Augusta National released a statement that they were going to use the current criteria for 2023 invites. Don't think this was a surprise, Bob, but... Uh, Maybe the timing? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to come to grips with with the timing. I mean, the the, the inv- invitations for the players who have, have made it usually go out around the holidays, um, and, par- and perhaps they they didn't want there to be any speculation or any 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 you're bothering people. You know, did you get an invite or not? And so they decided to put this out there. So I guess that's good. But, you know, they didn't have to say anything. I mean, uh, uh, they could have, and, and frankly, they probably could have done this sooner. They could have just said, look, you know, we typically make our qualification announcements the week of the tournament. And, look, common sense suggests that you've played eight months of golf since the Masters, right? And... Among their criteria for 20-some years has been winning a PGA Tour event, top 50 in the world at the end of the year, the top places in the, in the other majors. I believe the top four in the other three majors gets you in the Masters. So all of those things have already taken place. Um, they've played the uh, U.S. Amateur, which takes two spots. They've, t- they've played the British Amateur. They've played the... Uh, Asia-Pacific amateur. All of these things have already occurred, and you're going to change it now? You know, and you're going to go out of your way to maybe keep the live guys out? I think that would have been a really bad look. And so, um, you know, that though doesn't... I've just written about this, actually. They, it doesn't preclude them from making changes going forward. You know, True. they could... Um, uh, in, in April, I wouldn't be surprised if Fred Ridley tells us that, you know, they've tweaked their invitations and, you know, maybe it includes a few more spots 
uh, going in other directions. Like, you know, they don't give automatic spots to anybody on the DP World Tour. I mean, I think people, like, miss this stuff. Like, or don't recognize that the, only, the, the, the clearest path to the, to the Masters is through the PGA Tour. You know, top 30 at the end of the year, winning a tour event, getting in the top 50 in the world. Right. Those things are going to be accomplished, obviously, by playing on the PGA Tour the easiest. Certainly, you're not, you know, you're, you're going to, you can't win a PGA Tour event if you don't play in them. And, and then, obviously, the top 30 in the FedEx. But they don't give spots to the top 20 in the race to Dubai. They don't give spots to any uh, order of merit winners on any tour around the world. It's all that. And so why would any – I've heard this so often from the live people. Well, they're, they're clearly going to adjust their criteria to give spots to live. Why would you think that? <laughs> They've not done that for any tour outside the PGA Tour for forever. You know, so what if they decided to take away the, the OWGR exemption? You know, all they'd have to do is, like, expand. They could use the FedEx, the current FedEx list. Mm-hmm. They could have another top 50 list at a different time of the year. They could give more. Instead of taking the top 12 from the Masters, they could take the top 20. Instead of taking the top four from the other majors, they can make it the top five or six. And all of a sudden, if if uh, if live golfers actually do get world ranking points or manage to stay up there, now that avenue's gone. You know, so um, frankly, I've written this. I've said this on with you here. I don't think the majors should do anything to change to for live. They should. Leave it as they are. They shouldn't try to do anything that looks like they're trying to keep them out. Because, frankly, I think it's a bad look. Um, just because you don't like where they're playing doesn't mean they're not um, viable players if they've already qualified in some way. And, frankly, it'll work itself out. Even if they do get world ranking points, you know, live is going to live players have made a choice to go to a tour that has small fields and that won't get that many points. So it'll be very difficult, I think, to maintain a high ranking, even if they get the points. So, uh, but anyway, you know, his wording was cryptic. You know, he didn't he didn't mention live, but he talked about the disruption in the game and 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 how unfortunate it is. Well, you know, obviously we know what he was referring to. Yeah, that part of the statement, Bob said. Regrettably, recent actions have divided men's professional golf by diminishing the virtues of the game and the meaningful legacies of those who built it. Although we are disappointed in these developments, our focus is to honor the tradition of bringing together a preeminent field of golfers this coming April. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, that's, you know, without saying it, he's 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 kind of bashing He's it, pointing right? the finger. And, you know, um... I guess that surprises me a little bit because, again, the majors can stay out of the fray if they want to. They are their it's, independent entities, as they've right. always said. I, you know, I in the piece that I wrote today, I, I said it's, it's not really the majors' fight. It's the tour's fight, the tour and the DP World Tour. And the, 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 the PGA Tour, understandably, um, you know, has taken issue with with losing its members. 
you know, this is how they've sold themselves to sponsors in TV that these guys are going to be part of it. And, and, and if, if they decided to go play live, they've been very strict, very harsh in their penalties. And, look, you know, we can debate that, uh, you know, back and forth as much as, as anybody wants. But the bottom line is is that these guys were members of the PGA Tour and they didn't follow the rules. Now, you might say the rules are wrong, but that's a different argument. The bottom line is they didn't follow the rules. That's what I say to the live people all the time. I go, I get where you think that those rules are bogus, but the bottom line is those are the rules. You know, it's like if, if, if all of a sudden we had we had a 40-mile-an-hour speed limit on interstates, you know, we'd all agree that that's ridiculous. But if, if you get caught going 60 miles an hour, you broke the rules. You know, the, the, the <laughs> two things can be true, right? Right. So in this case, you know, they've broken the rules, and that's the tour's fight. But they haven't broken any major championship rules. You know, I mean, when Dustin Johnson won the Masters, he earned a lifetime exemption. When Cam Smith won the Open last year, that got him five years in the Masters. You know, whether or not he's playing for Liv or, you know, wherever. So I, I remain surprised I, that, that the majors even open up the door to changing anything, even though they might not like it. And I, I don't have any problem with them saying they don't like it, but I don't know that I would be making any changes for it. I mean, do you really not want to have Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Koepka uh, and Patrick Reed and, you know, guys that we know are, they're not, they're, they're, they're some of the best players in the world, no matter where they're playing, you know, and, and do you really not want them in your tournaments? Right. I don't, that part of it is very interesting to me. It's going to be very interesting, interesting to see what the other majors do, if anything. Um. So, last week, uh, Live Golf lost its chief operating officer, um, who I didn't realize had left the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in January to join Live in 2022. Uh, what do you read into that? Yeah, that's, uh, um, that's an interesting development. Um, there's some question as to whether he left or whether he was pushed. Um, you know, uh, you would think if he was leaving for another opportunity that was so great, that's what that's what they would want to put out there. Sure. You know, and, and that, that softens the blow a little bit. The fact that it hasn't been announced that way suggests to me that perhaps, you know, there was a disagreement or there was some there was some conflict and they decided to push him out. And, you know, at this point in time, as they're, as, they, as they're gearing up for their second year and they have a lot of issues to resolve, that's not great. Um, I think, you know, it, it, it sends a, a signal that, that things are not running perfectly. And, you know, they are at a critical time where they need to try to start bringing on sponsors. They need to have, um, you know, some, some sort, sort of, of TV, TV deal, deal in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was very much, I mean, I was at the thing at Doral where they had like a, you know, like a mini seminar where they, they, they got the media together to try to explain their franchise model. And he was the one basically handling that meeting. You know, that was at the end of October. And so then, like, within a month, he's gone. 
you know, I, it just just was is very odd. I mean, you know, he was sort of the you know he was sort of the brains behind the um, the financial aspect of trying to monetize this thing in some way. So my guess is they're not slowing down. You know, they're proceeding with all these plans that at some point in January they're going to announce new players, who's coming on board. Um, any any uh, predictions there? You know, this part of it's been very quiet. There, you know, unlike before when we heard all kinds of rumors about guys, this time that's been that's not as um, been as big of a big of a case. I mean, uh, I'd be surprised if it was it was if it was more than one or two like real big names. I think you're going to see some some names that that sort of fit. You know, maybe some international names that help them draw attention in those markets. Some guys that might fit onto some of these teams. So um, uh, I, I don't know that we'll be blown away by anybody. You know, we could be, uh, and maybe those talks are occurring now. But uh, you know, my sense is is what's happening here is you know they are locking in their 48. Now they claim each team is going to have one reserve player. That means they'd have 60 guys. I know I'm very curious to see how that works. Uh, but, you know, to me, one of the drawbacks of their system is um, not having any week-to-week access to the tour, not having any ability to, you know, change players. I think that is bad when you're talking about world ranking points and, you know, getting over some of those hurdles. I mean, having a closed tour you know the PGA Tour almost every week has an has an ability for for guys to get in. You know, uh, there's Monday qualifying, or if you finish top ten the week before and you're not in the field, you get in, right? So uh, even sponsor exemptions, like apparently Liv isn't going to do this. I was I was thinking that they might change that a little bit, figure out a way, but it doesn't appear that way, and. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because again, it gives it gives the live detractors plenty of fodder to criticize them. Well, despite the tumultuous year that we've been through, we've also had many many highlights. Bob, you know, um, speaks to again the depth and and health of professional golf. Uh, you know, I, I read a note, uh, you know, that reminded me of, of Rory crying at the Ryder Cup last fall when he said he'd hit one of the lowest points of his career. He's back on top of his game, you know, had a fantastic 2022, back to world number one, just the, the great majors, Scotty Scheffler, you know, breaking out, Cam Smith at the players and at the Open Championship. What, what were some of the moments that stuck out for you this year? Well, definitely Cam's win at the at the Open was unbelievable. I mean, to shoot a 64 in the final round, the guy you're chasing hits all 18 greens and doesn't make a bogey, and you still beat him. Yeah, you know that's pretty that's pretty pretty good. Um, you know, that's when we say really golf's un- a tough game. Yeah, it was really unfortunate for Rory. You know. Um, you know, he he need he needed two more birdies, and it's hard to believe he didn't get them. Uh, but yet played great. Well, you know, he still played great there. He played great the rest of the year. He had some really huge wins. That 
that win in Canada, which was the first weekend of Live. Um, you know, he had a big role behind the scenes. He he won the CJ Cup this fall. He won the the race to Dubai as well as the you know as well as the Tour Championship. Um, incredible year, and um, you know, there's going to be a lot of attention on him when we get to April. Uh, and uh, so, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty impressive and. Um, you know that was that was a big that was obviously a big memory in the year. Uh, Scheffler's win, of course. Tiger coming back at the Masters, and know, his and his uh, tip of the cap uh, on the bridge. Yeah, sure. That the too. old course. Uh, you know, we didn't expect him back at the Masters, and the fact that he made the cut is just really remarkable. And um, you know, and then and he, and St Andrews was the goal all along, and he did get there, but he didn't have his best stuff. Um, you know, he's he's. There's a reason he won the pip again. You know, he still he still moves the needle quite a bit. So, yeah, it's, it was there was a lot of tumultuousness with golf this year, but there was also a lot of great moments on the course. We could probably list six or ten breakout players this year. How about Matt Fitzpatrick and that unbelievable shot on the 72nd hole uh, during the U.S. Open? And we had, uh, you know, Cameron Young had a had a great season. Max Homa, and let's not forget Tom Kim, faking out here towards the end of the season, and and then uh, wow, just that unbelievable performance in the Presidents Cup. You're right. Uh, you know, Will Zalatoris. Oh, Willie G. <laughs> and then he got, and then he got hurt, and he, you know, he he fell off the radar there a little bit. Apparently, he's coming back in Hawaii in a couple of weeks, which is great. Um, but you know, that was a, that was a, you know, he he could have easily won two majors. Obviously, lost in the playoff to JT. The PGA was right there at the U.S. Open. Uh, then he, you know, he got that win at the FedEx, um, which was which was great. Um, uh, and, and unfortunately, his back started bothering him the very next tournament. He hasn't played since. So, hoping he gets it back on track. You know, Tom Kim was a really nice, unforeseen, um, great story. You know, coming along only 20 years old, winning the Wyndham, got two tour wins now already. And he's, you know, obviously going to be in the Masters and top 25 player, probably moving up even higher. So, um, you know, I'm sort of curious, does Ricky Fowler make a push back, you know, after several years of, of kind of obviously mediocre play, he, 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 you know, he, he barely kept his, well, he would, he was exempt for next year anyway, but he barely made it into the playoffs. And, uh, so there's, there's all kinds of interesting tales that, that are going to come about here starting in a few weeks. Hard to believe. Hopefully we'll get to we'll get to have a you know a little eggnog, Bob, and um, relax for uh, at least this brief break between Christmas and New Year's. And um, you know, all the best to you and your family. And uh, just thanks for uh, your support of the Golf Insiders all year through. No, thanks a lot for having me. Happy holidays to you too. All right. That's it. That's a wrap for 2022. Stay tuned as we move into the wraparound season, the last wraparound season on the PGA Tour in 2023. Happy holidays, everyone.